Welcome to Zikhu Daf Siman Member by Ram Golda and today Masakis Baba Kama Daf Chav Ches. The third parak Hamaniach. The third parak has been generously sponsored by Zeich Nishmas, a Rav Yitzchak Ben Mer Golombek. So the three topics we're going to focus on are one: a proof is suggested that one may enforce the law himself. Shor Sha'al Al Gabi Chaver Lohargo. If an ox went on top of another ox to kill it, Ubaba Atachdan V'Shamin Es Shalot, and the lower ox's owner came and pulled out his ox from underneath causing the upper ox to fall and die, he is putter from paying. The Gemara assumes that the Bryce is discussing with the upper ox was a muad, and the victim's owner would have collected full damages if his hogs had been killed. Still, he's putter when taking the law into his hands. The Gemara answers that the Bryce is discussing a tum, where the owner could only collect half damages. This answer is challenged in the Bryce's second case, which says, if he pushed off the upper ox, killing it, he is liable. If the ox is a tum and he's risking a loss, why is he liable? The Gemara answers, He should have pulled out his ox, which was less likely to harm the upper ox, and he didn't pull it out. Point number two, Mishnah teaches that if a public path was passing through one's field, and the owner repossessed the path and gave the public a path on the side of his field. What he gave, he gave, meaning the new path belongs to the public, and the path he took as his does not become his. The Gemara assumes the exchange was effective, which is why the new path is theirs, but he lacks the means of preventing people from using the old path. But if one may enforce the law himself, let him take a staff and sit by the path to strike anyone using it. Three answers are given for why the exchange was not effective. Number one, it's a decree less one exchange with a crooked, less convenient path. Number two, the cases where he gave them a crooked path. Or number three, any path provided to the public is considered crooked because it's closer for some but further for others. The Gemara asks, if the exchange was not valid, why can he not reclaim the new path? It answers, A boundary which the public took possession of for a path, is forbidden from the owner to ruin it. And pointing with you, the next Mishnah states, If one's jug broke in Rishus of Rabbim, and someone slipped on the water, or or was injured by a shard of the jug, the owner is liable. Rav explains the owner's only libel is Shittin Fukeo B'mayim, where his clothes were soiled by the water, but not for the victim's personal injuries, because Karko'om Hizikatu, the ownerless ground, harmed him. Rav holds on Daf Nun that one is not liable for bore damages from impact with the ground, which is not his. He's only responsible for damages directly from the water, which he owns. Shmuel responds that one's liability for a hazardous object left in public is derived from bore. Since boar is exempted from damages to kalim, as the Pasuk says, chamor for a donkey, low kalim, but not for utensils, he cannot be liable for the victim's clothing. Rather, the liability is for the person's injuries, in keeping with his position on Davnun, that one is liable for impact with the ground caused by his boar. Rav, however, counters that hazardous objects which belong to him are in the category of shore and liable for kalim. So once again, the three points are number one. A proof is suggested that one may enforce the law himself. If an ox went on top of another to kill it, and the lower ox's owner came and pulled out his ox from underneath, causing the upper ox to fall and die, he is putter from paying. The Gemara assumes that the Bryce is discussing with the upper ox was a muad, and the victim's owner would have collected full damages if his hogs had been killed. Still, he's putter when taking the law into his hands. The Gemara answers that the Bryce is discussing a tum, where the owner could only collect half damages. This answer is challenged in the Bryce's second case, which says, if he pushed off the upper ox, killing it, he is liable. If the ox is a tum and he's risking a loss, why is he liable? The Gemara answers, He should have pulled out his ox, which was less likely to harm the upper ox, and he didn't pull it out. Point number two, Mishnah teaches that if a public path was passing through one's field, and the owner repossessed the path and gave the public a path on the side of his field, 
What he gave, he gave, meaning the new path belongs to the public, and the path he took as his does not become his. The Gemara assumes the exchange was effective, which is why the new path is theirs, but he lacks the means of preventing people from using the old path. But if one may enforce the law himself, let him take a staff and sit by the path to strike anyone using it. Three answers are given for why the exchange was not effective. Number one, it's a decree less one exchange with a crooked, less convenient path. Number two, the cases where he gave them a crooked path. Or number three, any path provided to the public is considered crooked because it's closer for some but further for others. The Gemara asks, if the exchange was not valid, why can he not reclaim the new path? It answers, a boundary which the public took possession of for a path, it's forbidden for the owner to ruin it. And pointing with you, the next Mishnah states, if one's jug broke in Rishus of Rabim, and someone slipped on the water, or or was injured by a shard of the jug, the owner is liable. Rav explains the owner's only libel where his clothes were soiled by the water, but not for the victim's personal injuries, because the ownerless ground harmed him. Rav holds on Daf Nun that one is not liable for bore damages from impact with the ground, which is not his. He's only responsible for damages directly from the water, which he owns. Shmuel responds that one's liability for a hazardous object left in public is derived from bore. Since Bor is exempted from damages to Kalim, as the Pusik says, Chamor for a donkey, low Kalim, but not for utensils, he cannot be liable for the victim's clothing. Rather, the liability is for the person's injuries, in keeping with his position on Davnun, that one is liable for impact with the ground caused by his Bor. Rav, however, counters that hazardous objects which belong to him are in the category of shore and liable for Kalim. Alright, so now we are to Dav Ches, and our standard sim relates to Koach, we use a strong man, a strong man. So here goes. The strong man who pulled out his ox from under an attacking ox, killing the attacker. On an old public pathway that a man had moved from his property to the side, reached out to pick up a man who tripped on water from a broken jug. In Rishuzarabi, once again, slow motion. The strong man, strong man, that must be more chavches, koach. The strong man who pulled out his ox from under an attacking ox, killing the attacker, which reminds us if an ox went on top of another ox to kill it, and the lower ox's owner came and pulled out his ox from underneath, causing the upper ox to fall and die, he is putta from paying. So the strong man who pulled out his ox from under an attacking ox, killing the attacker, on an old public pathway that a man had moved from his property to the side, which reminds us the Mishnah teaches that if a public path was passing through one's field and the owner repossessed the path and gave the public a path on the side of his field, what he gave, he gave, and the new path belongs to the public, and the path he took as his does not become his. So the strong man who pulled out his ox from under an attacking ox, killing the attacker, on an old public pathway that a man had moved from his property to the side, reached out to pick up a man who tripped on water from a broken jug, in Rishusarabi, which reminds us that more brings Malchokes about damages from slipping on water if an owned hazardous object is considered a bore or a shore. So once again. The strong man who pulled out his ox from under an attacking ox, killing the attacker, on no public pathway that a man had moved from his property to the side, reached out to pick up a man who tripped on water from a broken jug, in Rishusarabim. Alright, so now it's time for Forbabah Chazar. Dav Chav Dalit. So the similar Dav Chav Dalit is a pitcher, a cud. So here goes. The pitcher maker pitcher. That must be more Dav Chav Dalit. Cud. 
the pitcher maker who was furious when the fierce bull attacked his three pitchers once on the same day, which reminds us, Romero explains why he holds a mood can be established from three incidents of damage in a single day. If its space is goring over multiple days, its owner is liable for full damages. Then if it gored three times close together on one day, is it not certain he should pay full damages? So the pitcher maker was furious when the fierce bull attacked his three pitchers once on the same day, was unsuccessful in trying to prove from the attacks that Liu de Sora and not Liu de Gavra, which reminds us, the Gemara asks, Are the three days the Rebuda mentions Liu de Sora or Liu de Gavra in order to make the ox a mood or to make the owner a mood? Are the three incidents to establish an animal's tendency to gore or to warn the owner multiple times before paying in full? Enough Kaminas where three sets of witnesses testified on a single day about the animal damaging on three separate days. So, the pitcher maker who was furious when the fierce bull attacked his three pitchers once on the same day was unsuccessful in trying to prove the attacks that Lide Sore and not Lide Gavra because he was found inciting someone's dog against another. Which reminds us, Gemara asks, One who incites someone's dog against another person, what is the halacha? The insider is definitely exempt because he caused the damage indirectly, but is a dog's owner liable? Can he say what did I do to the victim since the dog's attack was instigated by another person? Or do we say to him, since you know that your dog is susceptible to being incited, you should not have retained it. Dav Chafei, so the Simran Dav Chafei is the 25th wedding anniversary. So here goes. The 25th wedding anniversary dinner, 25th wedding anniversary, that must be more Dav Chafei. The 25th wedding anniversary dinner was a disaster when a bull charged into the restaurant and kicked the waiter, which reminds us, in the next mission, Rabbi Tarfin says that Karen damages inflicted in the Nizak's property are chayv nezek shalim, even for a tum. The Chami say he pays chetzi nezek like normal Karen. Rabbi Tarfin attempts to prove his position from a kalvachomer, and the Chami limit the kalvachomer based on the principle of dayo. So the 25th wedding anniversary dinner was a disaster when a bull charged into the restaurant and kicked the waiter and then the husband tried to explain to his wife the concept of Dio by spitting on a picture of their daughter which reminds us more questions how Rabbi Tarfin does not apply the principle of Dio since the source for Dio is from the Torah from the Parsha Miriam being quarantined for only 7 days not 14. The Gemara answers that he agrees to the principle of Dio but holds it does not apply to Heikah the Mafri Kalvachomer where the Kalvachomer would be nullified. So the 25th wedding anniversary dinner was a disaster when a bull charged into the restaurant and kicked the waiter and then the husband tried to explain to his wife the concept of Dio by spitting on a picture of their daughter which happened to be placed on a mat that was Tame from a corpse which reminds us Ravachim Adifti asked Ravina that a Brisa does not apply Dio even where it would not nullify the Kavachomer. A Brisa derives that a mat which is not a container can contract Tuma from a corpse based on a Kavachomer. Dav Chavav So the similar Dav Chavav is a military coup. So here goes. When the soldiers in the military coup coup that must be more Dav Chavav. When the soldiers in the military coup searched to find the owner of the ox that trampled the young child to death to make him pay kofer, which reminds us, the Gemara asks, If an animal through Rego trampled the child in the yard of the Nizak, killing him, what's the halacha regarding whether the owner pays kofer? Do we say that just as Karen once it's a muad, or Chehu, it's his habit and he pays kofer, so Rego would pay kofer as well, or perhaps kofer is only paid for Karen, which is Kavanaso Ahazik, intended to harm. So when the soldiers in the military coup searched to find the owner of the ox that trampled the young child to death to make him pay kofer, they were able to find him breaking pot after pot in his sleep, requiring him to pay Nezek and not Daladvarim, which reminds us, the next mission states, Adam muad a man is always muad, 
and pays Nezek Shalom, Ben Shogig, Ben Mezid, Ben Er Ben Yashin, whether he's awake or asleep, Simas Ein Chavero, if he blinded his fellow's eye, Veshibar Sekelim, or broke utensils, he pays full damages. The word notes that the Mishnah groups these last two cases together to teach that just as when breaking Kalim, he only pays damages because no other payments are applicable, so too when he blinds or otherwise injures someone unintentionally, he only pays Nezek and not the additional four payments for injuring a person, Tsar Ripui, Sheves, and Boshes. So, when the soldiers in the military coup searched to find the owner of the ox that trampled the young child to death to make him pay kofer, they were able to find him breaking pot after pot in his sleep, requiring him to pay nezek and not daladvarim, because he was lying next to the man throwing putts out the window toward a pillow which a soldier had just moved. Which reminds us, if one threw a utensil from a roof and there were pillows and cushions beneath it on the ground, and someone else comes along and removes them, or he himself came ahead and removed them, resulting in the utensil breaking on the ground, he is putter from paying, since at the time he threw it, his arrows were stopped, meaning his act of throwing would not have broken the utensil since the pillows were on the ground. One is not liable for removing the cushions because this cause of the damage was indirect. Dav Chavzain. So the Simmer Dav Chavzain is a kazoo. So here goes. The boy playing his kazoo. Kazoo. That must mean we're a Dav Chavzayin. The boy playing his kazoo got so distracted when he saw someone place a coal on another person's heart, which reminds us, Rabbi said, If one placed a coal on another person's heart and he died, he's not liable for murder since the victim should have removed it and caused his own death. If he placed it on someone's garment and it burned, he is liable. The owner didn't remove it, intending to demand payment afterwards. So the boy playing his kazoo got so distracted when he saw someone place a coal on another person's heart that he tripped over a jug that another person left in Rushu's Arabim, which reminds us, the third parak begins, If one left the jug in Rushu's Arabim and someone else came and tripped on it and broke it, he's putted from paying for it. If he's injured, the owner pays for his damages. The Gemara asks, he should have watched where he's going and should have to pay for breaking the pitcher out of negligence. Rabbi Ula answers, He's not liable because it's not the way of people to focus on the road as they walk. So the boy playing his kazoo got so distracted when he saw someone place a coal on another person's heart that he tripped over a jug that another person left in Rishu Sarabim and fell right next to a cistern where one partner was getting hit with a shovel for drawing water on a day. Which wasn't his, which reminds us, Rav Chizda sent a question to Rav Nachman about a water cistern owned by two people, and when one was drawing water on a day which was not his and refused to stop, his partner struck him with the handle of a shovel. Rav Nachman declared, let him strike the partner a hundred blows with the handle. For although Amarima argued if one may enforce the law himself, but Makum Seda Avid Inish Dinilinafshe, where he would suffer a loss by waiting to go to court, such as here, where he would not know how much water his partner took, everyone agrees one may enforce the law himself. All right, so now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff does the Gemara bring a Kavachomer that a mat can be Makabotuma from a mace? That's on Dav. Chavhei. Good number two, which stuff do if one placed a call on a person's heart and the person died, he's not liable for murder since the victim should have removed it and he caused his own death? That's on Dav. Chavzayin. Good number three. Which stuff do that if a man tries to give the public a different path through his field, what he gives they get, but the old path does not become his? That's on Duff. Chavches. Good number four. Which stuff do the question if the mouth of a cow is considered Rishusa Nizak or Rishusa Mazik? That's on Duff. Chav Gimel. Good number five. Which stuff do if a man pulls out his ox from under an attacking ox and the attacking short dies, the man is putter from payment. That's on Dav. Chav Ches. Good number six. Which stuff do we discuss what the halacha is if an ox tramples a child to death in Rishus and Nizak? Does he pay kofer? That's on Dav.
Chavav. Good number seven. We're just learn that the concept of Dayo is learned from the Parsha of Miriam and Saras. That's on Daf. Chavhei. Good number eight. Which stuff do you have about, about damage of some slipping on water and whether an owned hazardous object is considered a bore or shore? That's on Daf. Chavches. Good number nine. Which stuff do you have about Yehuda Rabbi Meir regarding how an animal becomes a mood and reverts to being a tom? That's on Daf. Good. And number 10, which of them that one can enforce the law himself, such as in the case where a partner is taking water from a cistern on a day, which is not his. That's on Duff. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ramgold from Zichur. Wishing you a great day and great learning.